Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You look very smart. Thank you very much. Very smart. What's the occasion? I just thought one of us needed to make an effort. No, you're going out. You've got a client after this. I've got a client after this. I'm doing diplomatic protocol after this. Oh, yeah? Yes. Where's that at? <laughs> private venue. And who's the client? A private client. Honestly, it's like doing the podcast with a hooker sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if you can say hooker these days. Probably not. But Sex I... worker. Sex worker, sorry. That's the correct. Right, okay, fine. Well, I'm not a sex worker. Not wrong with that if you are but I will be spending a lot of time talking about flagpoles. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life. Answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to those everyday dilemma. Like, the dogs look good in pink. Diego's here today and he's wearing a pink pullover. Hey, Barbie. Do you like it, boys? What do you think? It's cute, innit? It's Barbie. Have you seen it? It's really good, babes. It's really good. But yeah, it really suits me. Really suits me, Daddy. it? I love pink. It brings out my eyes. <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> Thanks, Diego. And is it weird to rub sunscreen in on your mother-in-law? It's weirder to rub it on your mother. No, not your mother. Well, you, and that's what you do with your mum, isn't it? What? You rub sunscreen. No, that's fake tan. Oh, fake, okay. Well. That was in year 10. Which sounds weird saying it like that, but anyway. And um, would you rub, if your mother-in-law asked you to rub some sun cream in on her back, would you? I've never really thought about that. Um, well, it depends where she wanted it. Hey, right. William, will you just rub some cream in on my mum's back if my hands are full? You would, wouldn't you? Yeah. And we've not got an impression of Mikey's woman. No. Let's, let's leave that. We'll probably leave it <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what should you do if you've... Look at that, two impressions, not even started. And what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not usually like any else. Are we, William Hanson, the UK's leading etiquette and protocol expert? <laughs> no, we're not, Jordan North, radio presenter. I'm more bone china. You're more bone idol. I like that. That's from Laura Tottle. 
I'm really not bowling either well. Oh, no, but come on, just go, go oh, okay, along with okay, it for the purposes of comedy. Lazy northern character. How would you like to be perceived? I think you're, I think you're stereotyping there. Oh, really? Mm, yeah. I mean, hello, have you heard me? <laughs> yeah. But, okay. I didn't like that one, I'm not going to lie. Oh, well. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Oh, it was quite fun. Bomb well, China, bomb you go and take it up with Laura Tottle. Laura Tuttle, I'm joking. That was very good. Should we have a drink? Yes, let's have a drink. Do you want to do the debonne for me, please? Because I've got uh, a bit of a text to read out. Oh, Christ. Uh, for who we are toasting. So we're going to toast Glenn and Lindsay. This is the message that was sent in. Uh, hello, I wanted to message at the end of what is a really tough day just to say thank you. Two years ago, I lost my brother after a short two-week illness, and the most heartbreaking thing was that due to COVID restrictions at the time, I only got to say goodbye to him via a voice note that my mum played. However, this isn't a pity party. Instead, it's a thank you. The podcast has really helped during the past two years, and as I have the best luck, I was mugged a year ago, and while recovering, listening again to back episodes really got me through a broken shoulder and the emotional trauma I was going through. Not long ago, I introduced a close friend to the podcast and knowing today's anniversary she suggested a night in with a good friend a G&D and of course a toast to my brother Glenn we've laughed so much and I remember all my happy times with him honestly not a better way to toast him today than with a G&D good friends and good food in a way what the podcast is all about Lindsay by Instagram direct message so we're toasting Glenn and Lindsay let me cry first thing no it's not a pity party it's Glenn and Lindsay Glenn and Lindsay that's such a beautiful message, Lindsay. Thank mm. you. That's so nice. We are glad that we help, and thank you. You, you having all of you to talk to each week is is wonderful for us. So thank you. As always, if you need our help with something, then we would love it if you got into it. Don't just push my microphone to me passive aggressively. Well, I just yeah, I just felt that you needed to be a bit. As always, oh yeah, that is better. If you need our help <laughs> with something, then we would love it if you got in touch. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexandmyboss.com. Or you can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram at Sex and My Boss. Or you can write to this man here, William Hansen, in the fullness of time, promises a handwritten reply on one of our luxury greeting cards with executive seal, self-seal envelopes. The address is on the website, sexandmyboss.com. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Counting down the days until Benidorm. Um, and yeah. it is now just days. Is this guest list now full, full? Yes, Jordan. It was full before you even started to put anyone on it. There might be a few more. For God's sake, do you know how many he's got? No. There's more of his guest list than there are winners. What? <laughs> I mean, there are 24 winners, Jordan. <laughs> well, I mean, um, it's just Jen's going to be out there who did my makeup on a show I worked on in, at Christmas, so... Do you, can I just say, do you know how to say no to people? <laughs> no. You need. Should we have a role play? I'm so. Oh, hi, Jordan. I once met you. Uh, We passed in the street. We worked together for a month, and she's a great laugh, and now we're really good friends. I'm not. I'm not. It's fine. Okay, hi, Jordan. I just wondered if I could come to Benidorm, please, because I'm going to be there. I'm passing. Can I come to the show, please? Yeah, of course. No. We're a bit full, but I'll see what I can do. No, you give a non-committal answer. Oh, it would be so lovely to have you there. I think we're a bit tight on space, but let me check and I'll come back to you. And then you don't get back to them. We could just... That's rude. That's not good etiquette. I, yeah. I'll, I'll see if the venue needs any glass collectors or all, and we could get them to do a shift and watch the show. <laughs> when do you all mind? 
Do you know, have you seen the episode of Keeping Up Appearances where they'll get squashed in the kitchen at the end because the, the Hyacinth's new country property is so small it can't fit anyone yes. and all the Gehons, Lowe and Daisy are all stuck in the kitchen. That is what our show in Benidorm is going to be like. No one's going to be able to move. Anyway, are you looking forward to it? No. Why? Well, no, I am. I'm, You're not. Uh, I am. I am and I'm not. I mean, I'm very two minds. I'm looking forward to it, but... Um... We are staying in a place with no aircon, which... No, Stuart has hired in some portable air conditioning units. No, people... Oh. Sorry, carry on. Sorry. Well, because... People think I'm being a diva, right? I left the production team here to do one thing, sort of The production out. team. Okay. And I look... Now, I am telling you now, if you have been to Spain, even when it's not that hot... It, to be fair, I am slightly worried watching the news of all the hot yes, temperatures in Spain. Exactly. <laughs> If you've been Good to, time to go. if you've been on holiday and I did it in Magaluf when I was 18, 19, I said never again. If you've been on a holiday and you've stayed in a place with no aircon, it is horrific. You can't mm. get ready because you're sweating. You can't sleep because it's so hot. Yeah, so I know. I'm just saying. Remember that time famously where, where in Mikey and my previous property, it was so hot I checked into the Savoy because yes. I needed air conditioning. Yeah. So I wonder if I could strap a tower fan to my back and use it on the plane. A tower fan on... I don't. I, th I think the airline may say no oh, to that. Yeah. Well, last, last Chelsea, see if it'll fit in one of those racks <laughs> to, to get it in. That's a bit yeah. of an in-joke there. <laughs> our, our good friend, who you might have seen on this morning and um, on social media, you should follow her, Cheap Holiday Expert. She's, she does loads of holidays and stuff. She's she does. She's and great. they're all cheap. Um, so, yeah, playing. looking forward to Benidorm. We've got a bit of a surprise for you as well. Yeah, you see, this is this is what I'm slightly worried about. What have we got up here? Yeah, it's, it, there's something in the bag that we're not getting out now. Oh no, okay, yeah, um, we've got <laughs> got something for all three of us. Me, all I'll say is, me, you, and Ben are going to be matching. <laughs> if I'm not wearing swimwear, I'm. Just, I'm <clears throat> it's a hard no on that. What it, makes you think it's swimwear? Well, not that hard, but it, it's, a, it's a straight no. What makes you think it's swimwear? Because I know how the both of you think. Is it just a T-shirt? Maybe. I can do a T-shirt. I can do a T-shirt. I mean, I'd like it if it had a collar, but I can do a T-shirt. Mm. You see, this, this is the bit I'm not looking forward to bed on. <laughs> I think I, I have come to terms with everything else. It is the element of surprise and not knowing what you've got planned. Like Benidorm's breakfast, fine. I can do that. That's just basically a greasy English breakfast. Excuse me. What? It's a breakfast, not a greasy breakfast. It's quite, it's yeah. What you need? I, I'm. I've come to terms with. I've, people have been tagging me in videos of sort of things that happen in Benidorm and sort of people getting tied to poles and whipped and stuff. Ooh. I mean, I think that's in Benidorm, but they've been tagging me in them. I've come to terms with that. What I have not come to terms with is the element of surprise as to whatever you. Ben and Stuart have planned. This is going to make you. This is going to make you. This, this is going to make me, yeah. is it? Yes, because I've been really struggling. Yeah. This. this is going to be the making of you. Right. You know, it's like your first lad's holiday in your 30s. And probably my last. Because lad's holidays when you're like 18, 19, 20. Mate. Mm. Anyway, what else have you been up to this week? What's, what's going on in the world well, of I William Hansen? I went and saw my film. Oh, how was yes, it? Yes, Red, White and Royal Blue, which yeah. is out on the 11th of August. So big, big weekend that weekend. Um... Yeah, it was. It's all right. 
just all right. No, it's nice when you're when you've worked very close to something. Obviously, you you have a different perspective. But it was at halfway through the film, I suddenly had this sort of rush of, oh, I'm actually quite proud to have worked on this. Oh, that's good. So that's nice. Not during a scene that I was involved in, but I still had, uh, you know, it all came over me in waves. I bet it did. Yeah. And listen to Friday's bonus episode because last Friday, last Friday's because we had um, Robbie Robbie on, who's an intimate coach. <laughs> Intimacy coordinator. Intimacy coordinator. <laughs> For film and television. Yeah, was there a lot of... Uh... It's quite... Yeah. Is it? I mean... Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on. Who Robbie did, you... did a very good job. Hmm. Let's put it that way. Who did you go with? Uh, I went with my friend Charlie. Oh, okay. And Viral Freddy. Oh, right. Did yeah. they enjoy it? They did enjoy it, yeah. Hmm. It's, the sort, it's a nice film and it is the sort of... You know, look, it's not high art, but it is... Well, it's not, you know, you're not watching Chekhov, but it's... Jackoff? No. What's Jackoff? Chekhov. Playwright, don't worry. It, it's the sort of film that actually had there been around in my formative years and lots of other people's formative years as well, it might have just made things a little bit better. And that's... Oh, OK. That's my attitude. OK. With it. Um, so, yeah, a lot of my bowing and curtsying that I spent hours coaching people on has been cut. That's unfortunate, but there we go. Decisions have to be made. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's nice. It's good. Okay. It's a fun film. I'll watch it. I'll give it a go. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. And also I went to another wedding. Lots of weddings at the moment. Went to my cousin Anne and Vince's. And Vince, the groom, halfway through the uh, sort of reception, pulled out a bottle of De Bonnet and said, I've never tried De Bonnet. I want to try it with you. So... The groom and I had the D together, which is nice. It's happened before. And, uh, yeah, we, we knocked that back. Did we have the body at your wedding? Uh, I think it was available. I don't actually think anyone ordered it. I think at the after party we had it, didn't we? Yeah, maybe. I think people were drinking it then. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, it was a beautiful wedding. And Anna Vince, thank you. And you make a gorgeous couple. Uh, Anna's my cousin. Vince is now my cousin-in-law. Uh, and it was really, really lovely. So another another lovely wedding. Just a string of lovely weddings this year. How do you feel about if you can't make it to a wedding or a family party and instead of you going, yeah. your family order a cardboard cutout of yes. Amazon? Now, is, well, is, you said this last week. How did that go? Is that funny or is that just passive aggressiveness? I think you think it's both. Can when, it be both? Wendy's fuming because it cost her 54 quid. £54 for a bit of cardboard? Yeah, and someone's drawn a massive cock on it, which was always going to happen. Did, that, did it arrive like that? No, someone's painted like... Drawn it with a felt tips. Where have they put that? Put him. Where have, where have they drawn the phallus? <laughs> like, is it? Where have they put it? Why would you say it like that? Well, because I'm trying not to say cock. <laughs> you could say willy. Okay, where have they put the willy? On my face. Right. Yeah. Where else would you put it? <laughs> well, Drawing glasses on as well. Think of a few places. I actually, uh, <laughs> people have. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. How does that make you feel? I don't know if it's cute or... But there was loads of other people at the party that couldn't make it, like my cousin and Yeah, but they probably don't brother. have cardboard cutouts available. And there were no cardboard cutouts of them. You can probably make a bespoke one. Mm. Probably. Yeah. But but also, so what, what was the occasion that you missed? It was just a family get-together. It was a bit of a baby head-wetting for Lucas. Right. My but, nephew. Yeah, but Maybe. surely I would also say... For you, you were working, you were mm -hmm. off doing Radio 1 stuff. That was presumably in the diary for months. Yep. So why did that, if they wanted you there... All right, don't... No, I'm just trying to 
take your side. Okay. I don't need your help. Okay, right, fine. Well, we'll move on then. Uh, what else has been going on? I found a new way to do coffee. Okay. Now, controversially, Gene Devers will remember that we have had crosswords on this podcast before about my coffee. Just because you like a, a lighter coffee, so I'm now full on number five. I get a French roast. Right. Yeah. So I like it. Oh, by the way, got to say this. A lot of people talk about Italian coffee and French coffee. Spanish coffee is the best coffee. When you go to Spain, they do the... It's like tar. It's like tar, like treacle. It's, Oof, so, it's beautiful. No. So I like a dark roast. So I get number five, sometimes number six. Number four don't quite do it for me. Yeah, but also you're buying supermarket coffee. So it's okay. like you can get the Italian one, which is number four, but I like the French one, which is number five. Anyway, carry on. So... Caf- uh, do you, you know you do you still use your machine yeah, in the morning? Okay. Do you machine. do a cafetiere at all, French press for the every for now the and then? Yeah, but I've got okay. a little coffee machine now. So if you are doing cafetiere, and you can all try this at home. There is a new way that I've learned via James Hoffman, who's a coffee sort of um, YouTuber, um, about how to do cafetiere coffee, and it'll change your life. You put the water in first. No, you should do that so you don't burn the coffee. No, no, no. Well, okay. But, okay, so you see, you know something. So you pour the water in first, let it cool down so you don't want it boiling. But anyway, carry on. Well, Jordan is right. You shouldn't use 100-degree boiling water on coffee or tea, for that matter, but definitely not coffee because you burn the beans. So it should be about 90 to 95. Mm. So, yes, you can boil the kettle and just let it sit for a minute, or you can get a temperature-controlled kettle and use that anyway. Grind your coffee. Obviously, grind your beans straight away. As you know, first thing in the morning, straight on grinder, coffee gets done. Put that into the cafetiere. Then you pour the water on, fine, at 90 to 95 degrees, and let it sit. Don't put the lid on. Just let it sit and let the crust form on the top of the coffee. Yeah. And this will work much better with, with freshly ground coffee. Here is where then happens. Don't put the lid on. Here is where this changes. After four minutes... Stir the crust back and forth, and it really has got quite crusty in those four minutes. And then with a a normal-sized dessert spoon, scoop off the foam and the sediment from the top into a little dish. Then again, let it sit for three minutes. This is a lot of faff for coffee. We've done this for weeks now. What? You then put your lid on, the cafetiere lid. I really want a coffee now as well. But don't press the plunger. If you press the plunger... You're going to upend all the sediment and all the sort of the, the coffee granules that have sunk to the bottom, percolating through the coffee. You then hold the lid on carefully and pour gently into the cup, and you get such a smooth cup of coffee, no sediment until maybe like the last cup where it's right at the end. It'll change your life. Okay. I'll try that. I have also changed my bean, so you oh, yeah. should come round and, and try what I've got now. I need to get, uh, yeah. I, I just do not like weak coffee. Like you're, that's fine. But no, but I have changed. That, that one you didn't like, I have not used for about a year and a half. It's just a str- like so coffee. No, coffee is so personal because some people yeah. like a light rose, some people like a medium. I just, for me, it's got it's to have a kick. It's got to be pow when you get it in the morning. Okay. Um, which is funny because I've started double bagging. For tea? Yeah, I forgot to tell you. Okay. But... Because I have more content to bring to the show, I didn't think it'd be important, but however we're going. And where is that? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was an uncomfortable. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I've started double double bagging. So this is where you just put two tea bags? Yeah, a girl at work, well, Sophie, 
married Duck Jack. She yes. makes a brew, and I always say, so if you make a great brew, she's like, yeah, I do a double bag. So now I've started double bagging. Gosh, she doesn't care. Two tea bags, quite wasteful, I know. Um, and then, because I, I have tea in the afternoon. Right. Well, God. God. So two, I do It's not two that tea revolutionary bags. having yeah. two in the afternoon. Just try it. If you're listening now you, and you're sick of your, um, you're not quite feeling it with tea, double bag. Also as well. Yeah. Especially if you're in London, you've got to use filter water. Yes, of course. And every couple of months, probably you should do it more, use those little descaler things. Yeah. You know that you're popping your kettle. Once a month for me. Especially if you live in London. Because mm. when people go and make your brew, you go to someone's house and it, you can tell when kettle's scaled. Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. It's all that floaty bits at the top, but it just tastes like... It's not good for you either. Metal. No, I can't imagine. The it. other top tip for tea and coffee, don't reboil the kettle. So put yeah. enough water in. Also good for cost of living anyway, but put enough water in that you need for whatever usage and throw that away if there is any left when you then go to make another cup of tea and coffee, because every time you boil water, you're removing oxygen from the water. And so actually, if you use the same water, sort of you boil a few times to make your coffee, you, it'll taste more dull mm. because you've removed the oxygen and you actually need oxygen to make a good cup of tea or coffee. I, any more tips on making a... Uh, no, store your beans in an airtight container. Okay. I'm sure you know that. Yeah. Only grind what you need. Okay. Yeah. I make a good brew. Yeah, but I don't like tea. You don't? It's no, weird. I just can't do it. I love tea. I can do tea when I'm in a hotel in, and it's sort of nice and fresh and there's a strainer and it's lovely, like Darjeeling, the mm. champagne of teas. I like that. But I don't like, like a thing of sort of standard builder's tea. Oh, no, do you not like tea like when it's in a nice little uh, teapot? Pour it like. Well, yes, but if it's nice, loose leaf. If it's a tea bag, I'll just forget it. I'm not doing it. So I like coffee in the morning, but if I'm having a if I'm having a fry up at a hotel, you always get a cup of tea. It's got to be nice tea. I hope they have good coffee in Benidorm. I'm actually going to bring a travel cafetiere and some freshly ground coffee. I think because if I don't have my coffee, I will be a miserable yeah. bitch. I wow! I yep. took my um, cafetiere on holiday with me the other week. Did you? Yeah. Nice. Well, we'll do. Well, maybe we'll do my new coffee method. Okay, we'll try it then. Yeah, Ooh, that's something to look forward to in Benidorm, isn't it? Yeah. All right, Mister Sarky. No, I'm not being Sarky. I'm just saying. I left my fridge open as well this week. I keep doing it. Well, that's. I know, and everything going off. I think my fridge is broke. Well, because you keep leaving the fridge door open. I've left my fridge up, right open. They say it comes in three, so it'll be one more. I've bought a brand new air dryer because I needed a quieter one because my other one was. Why are you hard. drying the air? Hair, hair dryer. Oh, hair dryer. Oh, right. you're a sucky bitch. So it was. It was really. I'm so annoyed with myself. I've had it. I had it a day, right? And when you dry your hair in the morning, it's lovely. It's like just a little murmur. What's it like? <laughs> I dropped it. Now it's like, like I'm revving up a moped every morning. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Oh. Can yeah. you take it back? Is it within? I don't know if I can. Did you get a warranty? Well, I dropped it. Hmm. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do about that, is it? Is it not? Or you could just no, you can't lie. I'm not. I'm not going to advocate no. that. Do you want to yeah. come to Benidorm? If you switch this, I'll get you a ticket. Go to can't go. Happy place. Happy place. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. He's joking. not. Are you? Do people still say happy place to you? Yeah. Oh, they do. I wonder if people have forgotten. No, all the time. Was okay. at the airport this week. Happy place. She went. Oh, it's you. She didn't know my name. Happy place. <laughs> they, do you know what they always say as well, which I don't think it's offensive, and not like, 
what are you doing now? I've not seen you much since. I'm like, <laughs> you know, keeping busy. Podcast. Yeah. Radio. Yeah. That kind of thing. Music, radio, podcasts. Yeah. I'm going to go down a very controversial route here. Okay. Women using men's loos in theatres. Can we talk about this? Yeah. Women do this at concerts as well, and I never mind. Because their cue's always massive. Completely get it. And there's never... for Particularly in theatres, which are all built in the Victorian times, and obviously buildings are smaller and they're not like... Did they not we in the Victorian no. times? No, they did. But, like, you know, when you're building the O2 or an arena and it's a purpose-built structure, you can put in more loos than in a sort of a narrow Victorian mm. theatre where you're trying to squeeze it in between two other buildings. So I appreciate that it is difficult to get the right number of loos for any gender. Mm. However... I was at the theatre. We went to go and watch Operation Mincemeat at the Fortune Theatre. and Any good? We enjoyed it very much. I went to the loo with two minutes to go for the interval, because normally, you know, there was nobody in there. So I went in. There's one cubicle for the men and oh, yeah. two urinals, one of which is underneath... A, in fact, they're both underneath a slope. So And it has, please mind your head. So me being six foot, had to crouch... I couldn't use the cubicle. I had to use the urinal. And you know my thoughts on urinals. You don't like urinals. Because the cubicle was busy. Fine. I was like, okay, needs must. Awful, you know, think of England. Off, off I went. Crouching, doing all that. Anyway, flush from the cubicle. Cubicle door opens. It's a lady who, of course, sees me doing that. Screams slightly and then shuts the door and locks herself back in the cubicle. And I thought, okay, that's irritating because, A, madam, I can assure you I'm no threat, but also you've chosen to come into the men's loos. I couldn't use that cubicle because, and maybe I might have needed to use the cubicle for many other reasons, but that's my, that's my as a man cubicle, and I appreciate that your queue is long, and I'm with you, and I will campaign to get better loos for women, and indeed for men, and indeed any gender, but that annoyed me. I mean, she was probably a bit shocked. Well, why? Why is she shocked that so there's a man? She could have said, oh, sorry, but... No, she screamed. Okay. I mean... I was wearing a lovely electric blue half-zip as well. Did you flash her? I did not... Well, I, who knows? I don't know. I, well, I hope you didn't. Didn't work out the angles. At least wait till we got this book out before you... First time I've made a lady scream. <laughs> But I just thought, come on, it's a bit rich. That you, You're shot. You can clearly... Again, I don't want to go into too much detail. You can clearly hear there's somebody else in the loo. Have you ever seen The Full Monty? No. There's a cracking scene in The Full Monty where the girls go in the gents and one of the ladies has a wee standing up. Okay. It's brilliant. So I, I didn't think that was possible. Anything is possible. Anything's possible. But yeah, it's a really good scene. Okay, nice. Anyway, so that's my week. Okay. Let's hope. Let's hope Benidorm is uh, is less eventful. Um, I think it's fine for girls to use the gents. Well, when... I don't mind it. It doesn't doesn't bother me. But when we went, and I appreciate she didn't know how many cubicles we had in there without going in. But it's a bit rich to then scream. Anyway, here's Jordan's jolly joke of the week. If you like a chap who's cheeky and northern, you're in for a treat. With our Jordan, and if a giggle is what you seek, you're sure to love Jordan's jolly joke of the week. Cha cha cha. There's two I've got for you today. Um, one is fine. Both, both, um, 
both to do with what's going on. We'll do a Spanish one because we're going to Benidorm. All right, keep the theme. Okay. What do you call two Spanish firemen? Well, we'll find out after these messages. Thanks for sticking with us, Gene Divas. It's time for Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week. This one was sent in from Johnny via Instagram. I've heard this, but I've not heard it for years. I forgot how good it was. What do you call two Spanish firemen? I don't know. Jose and Hosby. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's nice. That's fun. This I like one's that. doing the round as well. Why isn't there a pregnant Barbie doll? Oh, I've seen this. I don't know. Ken came in a different box. Have you seen Barbie yet? Pardon? Have you seen the Barbie? No. Film? Is that any good? It's all right. It's like I liked it. It's it's a slightly different film to how I maybe expected it to be, and I think if I watched it again, knowing what the film is. I would enjoy even more. Oh, okay. Because um, obviously you're seeing it for the first time. I did text Ben. Ben went to go and see it the other day, and I did text Ben before before I go. And Ben, of course, thought he was being hilarious by saying that he's like a cross between Barbie and Ken because the B from Barbie and the E N from Ken. Ben. Uh, <laughs> and I said he's more of an Alan. Uh, and uh, he then went to go and see the film, and I, I think he was vaguely pleased with that I've comparison. I've not seen it yet, and I need to see Sky. What's it called? Skynsizer. <laughs> I can't. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. I need to go and see that. That was sent in by, via Libby on Instagram DM. Also, Susanna said, what's the best part about being a circumcision doctor? I don't know. You get paid well and you get to... <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is great. What's the best part about being a circumcision doctor? I don't know. You get paid well and you get to keep the tips. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> Who sent that in? Um, that was from Susanna. Well, thanks, Susanna. If anyone's... Have we done this before? What? Have I dreamt it? If you get circumcised, do you get to keep the tip? I think we have talked about this And I this think somebody before. once said, yeah, they've got it in a little... 
Yeah, the mum's I, still I got know it, haven't someone. they? Yeah, it's near, yeah. The past, near the pasta in the kitchen. Yeah, that's right. I thought we had. The wrong place to keep it. Yeah. I wonder what it looks like. Would it be like just one long, big, flappy piece of skin on like a big circle? I don't know, but on the basis that last week I had to ask you what your bollocks looked like, let's not continue this oh, thing. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, this is from, I think, Jamie. J-A-I-M-M-I-E. Let's go to the listeners' questions. Jamie? Jimmy? Jimmy? Jamie? Jamie. Jamie. Dear William Jordan and EPB, my husband and I are immigrants from Canada and we moved to the UK in 2019. We're still in touch with our Canadian friends and have been invited to multiple weddings abroad, all in various locations. Canadian. Can you do the Canadian accent? And neither that can was you. A bit new scene, <laughs> Needless to say, it's fairly expensive to go to celebrate our friends' nuptials, but we will try to make a holiday out of it. Where I'm stuck is the etiquette of gift giving when travelling in from abroad or attending a destination wedding. We always give money because it's practical and what everyone wants anyway. At our age, 35, most people have table settings, crock pots, air fryers, and whatever they need to furnish a house. True. We give the same amount as everyone else. Wow. Uh, $500, presumably Canadian dollars, a couple, so about £300. Wow! That's very generous. I used, I always thought, like, I told you my advice. They do 50 quid, mm -hmm. night do 25. <laughs> but also paid at least uh, £1,500 on airfare, unlike anyone else. I'm really worried that people think we will be cheap if we give less, but these weddings are getting so expensive no. to attend. This time, we did make a 10-day trip out of it, but we have flown back for a weekend on other occasions just to be able to attend. Can I be cheeky and write, so glad we could fly all the way from London just to be here on your big day and the card instead of the usual monetary gift? Thank you in advance for any help with this. Sincerely, Jamie. Jamie, um, I, I don't think... Yeah, if you, if you can't afford to give them anything and you've spent a fortune on air travel, then they should... They should... They'll know that, they'll appreciate that, and you can always drop them a message or even give them a call and say, look, I'm going to come over, but I just want you to know beforehand um, we're not going to be able to afford a gift just because of... And, and I bet you, nine times out of ten, if they're a good friend or relative, they'll be like, oh, of course, yeah, don't be daft, mm. don't expect anything. Yes, and I'm going to say this to anyone who is getting married at a destination, and whether that destination is abroad or within... 50 miles of where you live or where most of your friends live. Do not expect people to give a wedding present, whether that's money or crockpots, air fryers, and pay to attend your wedding. We are not all multimillionaires. It is unfair. There is a cost of living crisis going on. Look at you, Trevi, down with the people. Well, I, it, it, weddings are expensive. I'm with Jamie. They're and people decide, hell. especially the ones that decide to get married abroad, fine if you want to get married abroad, but I would say automatically, unless all your friends are multimillionaires, it's an, it, automatically it's no presence. Yeah, okay. It's un, it is so unfair. And also if people, do, if the bride, the groom, the grooms, the brides, if they kick off and say to you at some point, even in a passive aggressive way, oh, you know, no present or, oh, did you not, you know, we're not able to get us anything, they're not your friends. No. Like, it, even if the wedding's in your hometown and mm. you can't afford yes. it, don't feel like you've got to give. Mm. We've talked about this before. There's no, just because you go to a wedding, you don't have to get them a present. If you can afford it, yeah. But I don't know, if you're like, if you just had a kid or something, you don't want to like expect, nobody should, if I got married, I'd be like, no, I don't give, you can do that. Hopefully not thing. when you're standing there. Well, <laughs> oh God, no. 
I would, yeah, I think you've got to be realistic. And I think, we know, wedding presents traditionally, Jamie has said, traditionally were because a couple didn't live together. And so you were giving them toasters, plates, napkins, knives and forks, pots and pans, things to start a home. People are living together now and most people are. Uh, or have lived, if they haven't lived together, they might have lived separately and have all of that. There is an argument you don't actually need to give anything. Mm, I don't know. It is nice. Don't get me wrong. I, I think if everyone, oh, it's lovely. If everyone went round, like most people want money. My mate's got a new settee out of it. They did. Right. They did. And they got living room decorated. It's nice well. to have something new to sit on after your wedding. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. Good. There you go. Uh, so. Oh. I, I told this to you on on Saturday for Jack's wedding. I went for Jump Cut Jack's wedding. I went with merchandise man because we're all colleagues. Oh, yeah. And, and friends. And friends. And we turned up on the train together and we both got the same card. Oh, oh, oh that yeah. happens. That happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been given the same card for birthdays and that long. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not, it's, it's the thought that counts. Don't worry about that. Hopefully, a different message inside. Different message, and I made him go by another card. You made Matt go and buy a different card. Who are you? I can tell he's executive exec producer, producer Ben. Man. Yeah, but you were there in a is social. Matt not co- an exec? Is he he's just producer Matt? Oh, fair enough. He's always had beef with Matt. Yeah. <laughs> it's because Matt's better looking and funnier. All right, there, Ben. I believe we've got the same card. Right. Right. What are we gonna do here, lad? Do you want me to go and get another one? Now, sound sorted. I'll do that. Don't you worry, pal. We've not seen Matt in ages. We haven't seen Matt in ages. He produces uh, Moon Under the Water. It's class. You want to hear it, lad? It's class. It's boss. Fucking boss, George, lad. He's from Wrexham. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually from Wrexham, isn't it? Uh, Right. Next one from Al. Dear William Jordan EPB, I'm moving from London to New York in a month's time. You can tell when I have no content for a show. I just do loads of impressions, don't I? I've nothing going on this week. Since 2019. <laughs> I have a very good and happy life in London. Darlings, have you heard James? God. Oh my God, darlings. I'm sorry to interrupt. Have you heard him? He's no longer on BBC Radio Bristol's. They are dead to me. They are dead to me at BBC Radio Bristol's. However, he has been promoted to Times Radio. Yes, Times Radio. I seen Rupert recently and I said, darling, thanks for employing James on your Times Radio. Who's Rupert? Murdoch. Oh, right, yeah. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm so proud of him, darling. You should definitely listen. He's on Times Radio. I've been listening every morning at 4 a.m. He's on at 5. At 5 a.m. <laughs> it's usually when I'm finishing my last champagne. <laughs> should we move on to Al's yeah. letter? Bye-bye, darlings. <laughs> Dear William Jordan, EPB, I'm moving from London to New York in a month's time. I have a very good and happy life in London. I'm worried that I'm giving up a good and balanced life of friends, family and work. I'm currently 29, but I figured if I didn't take a leap of faith and try a new life experience, I would regret it. But I'm a bit at a crossroads. I'd never been travelling and I always wanted to, but this is a big change. Have you got any advice on pre-moving abroad nerves? Many thanks. Al. Al, perfectly natural. I, I think that happened to everyone. You think, am I doing the right thing here? It's going to work out. If it doesn't work out, six months, a year's time, you come back. You say, yeah. you, had, you, say you had a crack at it. I know it's easier for us to say that, but still go for it. You regret the things you don't do, not the things you do in yes. life. So go for it. But that's perfectly normal. Yeah. And when you get to New York, join a running club. Yeah. Yeah. It's New cool. York. New York. Do they have running clubs in New York? I'm sure they do. They've got it, they've got it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they do. Yeah. It's, does yours have a, a New York branch? 
I went, him. I went for a run when I was in. Like India. the Freemasons over there. I know, yeah. Got that little weird handshake, yeah. haven't they? <laughs> Got that <laughs> Running friends. Hmm. Oh, don't take that. No, I'm not. No, that's your line. Wow. You go, hey, running oh, friends. No, don't. It's cute. He's got his little running yes. friends. And Al, I think, you know, t- do take a leaf out of producer Ben's, but what, what a weird phrase to say. Do <laughs> you join clubs, join activities. Moving in, even if you're moving cities within your own country, it can be daunting and weird. Um, you now, Al, I'm assuming you're you're British. You live in London. You'll probably have the sort of slight British advantage when you're in America because you know they love it all, and you can golly gosh it up a bit. And I'm sure people your, people will be putty in your hands. They won't for me. Well, you're not very golly gosh, are you? No, they couldn't understand a word I was bloody saying. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, I I think you'll be fine. But it's nervous. You're right to be nervous. But um, it, there's an element of acting, I think. Join some clubs, be as sociable as possible. And also, I also think people in America are probably a little bit more up for... They're a bit more open than maybe the Brits. They're a bit more up for new adventures and new things. Mm. I think they're less conservative with the small c. I, I, I admire... I couldn't think of anything worse than moving to a new place now. Well, you're obviously going to go to Spain eventually when the career dries up next week. So, sorry, in a few years' time. Yeah. Where else would you go if Spain was off the list? No, it'd just be Spain. No, okay. If Spain was off the list, where else would you just go? Just Spain. Well, I'm not sure you're grasping the concept. Well, where else would I go? I'm going to buy a little villa and read. Right. How will you pay for the little Watch villa? Watch a place in the sun in the afternoon. Oh, that'd be weird, don't it? <laughs> I think over there they have a, a show called A Place in the Cold. It's, 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 it's the meme. Do you think this... Have you not seen that meme? Do you think the Spanish sit around all afternoon watching a place in the pissing down rain? <laughs> but that's what I'll do. That's what my mum does. Right. She literally watches Place in the Sun every afternoon. You're going to become a Wendy overseas. I can't wait. Yeah, nice. Mm. This is from Cameron. Dear William Jordan EPB, I come to you with a dilemma that I've kept to myself for a few years. You've come to the right place, Cameron. Back in 2020, while studying in Glasgow, I was sharing a flat with multiple flatmates. One weekend, I decided to go home and visit the family. One of my flatmates informed me he would be having people around for a party, which was fine by me. However, in the time I had been living in the flat, I had noticed things going missing from my room when I went away for long periods of time. Me being fed up with not finding out who the culprit was, I decided I would set up a motion-activated camera using an old phone and placed a very large, obvious sign saying what the phone was doing. Before I headed home, I asked the flatmate hosting to please not let anyone in my room as it was my space and I wouldn't like anyone in there and that I didn't know. I headed home to my parents' house where I had a lovely evening. At 3am, I was woken up by a notification on my phone saying there was motion detected in my room. One of the party guests had decided he was going to stay in my bed, but not before carefully placing pieces of toilet roll on my sheets, fully undressing and proceeding to pleasure himself. I was so horrified, I immediately deleted all the recordings and the app as I didn't want to see any more of this nightmare that had just unfolded before my eyes. Once I returned to the flat, I removed all of my bed sheets and disposed of them. I have since moved out of that flat and have kept this horror to myself until now. My question to you both is, what would have been the best way to deal with this situation at the time? Much love, Cameron. Cameron, I mean this with the utmost respect, but they've only had a wank in your bed. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I mean, I'm disposing of the shit. Washing them, yes. Disposing of them, bit of an overreaction. Cameron, it sounds like you've been a bit dramatic here. You've left the house and you've burnt your bed in because someone's had a wank in your bed. Do you not think when you've got guests over, 
you know, in your spare room and stuff. They probably, you know, probably. Well, and some, I'm sure Cameron's not a nun. Probably some guests have, might have, you know, had sex. All right, yeah, okay, we get the idea. Had a Tommy Tank in your bed, like. Just, yeah, it, look, I get it's your space and it's not not okay that someone's got in there when you've asked them not to. But I would have washed the sheets, definitely. Yes, and also, Cameron, you know, with the motion... Cameron, you've, you've been in hotels before. Someone's probably had a wank in that bed. <laughs> They've probably done a lot worse. You know? It, it, it happens. The hotel doesn't burn the sheets after each use. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, you, okay, you set up the camera, fair enough, there was clearly an issue, stealing is not good, that's not right, and yes, you're trying to catch the culprit, and it's your room, so you have every right to do that, but, I mean, don't be that surprised you caught something going on with a mm-hmm. motion-activated camera. In terms of what you do, you've moved out, hopefully you're in a place of your own, or you are living with people you trust, so there's not a lot you can do now. No. Um, but I would just put a lock on the door. Yeah. And if, you, if you were able to. When I was at uni, that was part of it. It used to be like, I'm away this weekend, and someone say, I've got mates coming, can they stay in your bed? Just like, yeah, sure, fine. I used to do it when I lived in the old flat. In but did you London. get them to change the sheets? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Not been dragged up. No, but no, but no, but did you change the sheets for the people that were then staying in your bed? Yeah. Or did you go, your friends can stay, I'll put some new sheets on the bed, put them on. No, I'd change it for them. Oh my god. And gosh. then I'd leave a fresh bed out and be like, Can you change it? Okay, so yeah. there was a okay. yeah. so that's fair enough. So. Yeah. When I lived with Joe, he had me to stay there all the time. I don't mind. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Do we have time for one more? Yeah, of course we do. Trust me, Cameron, we've had a lot worse happen on this podcast than strangers wanking in beds. This one is from Beth. Hi, boys. I'm currently sat in an airport. My flight... Sitting. My flight has been delayed. Last night's meal gave me food poisoning and there are people everywhere, so I'm a bit testy. There is a lady sat directly behind behind me in the airport who is humming at the top of her voice. She's been doing it for a good 90 minutes. I'm glancing behind me and she's not wearing headphones or AirPods, so she's not humming to anything. She's just exposing the rest of us to her inner monologue. What's the etiquette here? Can I tell her to shush? Do I sigh loudly and hope for the best? Love you. Love the podcast. Beth. She's probably a nervous flyer, Beth. That's what I do when I get nervous. Do you? What, and you hum the can-can? Is that what that is? Oh, camp. <laughs> That's the Antiques Roadshow yeah, theme tune. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. One more. <laughs> Coronation Street. Oh, don't start. You'll get you'll get going. You know what I'm like with those trumpets. I'm coming. <laughs> Go on, get your trumpets out. Oh, I've not hummed in ages. I love a good hum. Go on, you do me some hums. <laughs> uh, it's quite calming the humming. Let's yeah. all hum together now. It's like when you do a hum. <laughs> ben. Hum. <laughs> What should we hum? You, I'll guess a tune, go on, you. <laughs> Barbie girl. Yeah, well then. One more? Um. <laughs> does he wash mm. up? Yeah, well done. <laughs> Boy does nothing. It's like humming, and now we're humming. Yeah. Anyway, um, back, we're slightly distracted. Back to Beth's uh, dilemma. Yeah. I don't think there's much you can do. You could move, but... You're in a public space. People are going to be weird. Airports, yes, people might be nervous. I would say in this point, it's irritating, but there's literally nothing you can do. Yeah, maybe move away, but she's probably just a bit nervous. 
I mean, are you wearing, Beth, are you wearing noise-cancelling headphones? Yeah, you could put headphones Yeah, on. I think you could be yeah. proactive about it. I think you're being a bit highly strung there, and that's coming from me. This next one is from Melissa. Dear William Jordan and EPB, I'm afraid I have a devastating dilemma for you. <gasps> I'm currently house-sitting for my parents whilst they're away on holiday for a week. On the first night, after a few glasses of wine, I got under the bed to plug my phone charger into the wall. There, I found a very pretty shoebox. Oh, no, don't look in the shoebox under the bed. Based on how vanilla my parents seem, I thought I'd do no harm to open the box. No! As it was probably some form of family memorabilia. It's always the vanilla ones. It's them that are like... Yeah. I was very wrong. Oh, Jesus. Why would you look? Oh, I don't even know if I can read this. Why would you bloody look? Why? Imagine my shock as I opened it to find my mother's very large and realistic battery-powered boyfriend. Was a battery. It's obviously a dildo. Hindsight is great, and I know now that I should have left it there, but my curios curiosity would unfortunately get the better of me. Being alone and horny, and also quite impressed by the XL veiny monster no. I had in my hands. No, no, no. Oh, no! <laughs> no, no, no. She did not use a monster dildo. Tell me, Rob. Tell me. Well, please. Please. <laughs> I can't. Gee, I just... I can't. No, read it. People are disgusting. She did not. I gave it a wash, turned it on and slipped it in. Jesus, Mary and Josephine and the baby Jesus on a fucking bike. What the hell? So not to go into too much detail, all I'll say is the beast was amazing. It hit all the right spots. I've been using the device for the last three days now and thought I'd Google it to see if they had a newer version for me to buy myself, as I can't exactly steal my mother's vibrator when I leave in a few days' time. No apostrophe. The only markings were a faint name on the base embossed in the plastic. Upon closer in... Oh no! It gets worse! How? <laughs> How does it get worse? She's using her mum's dildo for Christ's sake! No! <laughs> what? <laughs> what? The only markings were a faint name on the base embossed in the plastic. Upon closer inspection, I could now see the brand. It read, Clone a Willy. Turns out I've been getting the best orgasms of my life from a replica of my father's penis. How am I meant to proceed from here? I think we're done. They will be home in a few days and I don't think I can look them in the eye. What's your advice? Regards, Melissa. I think this is it. We can just do Benidorm and end it. It's been a great five years. Yeah. <laughs> this is it, we've peaked. I'm actually speechless. I think this is it. The advice here is, you've only got yourself to blame. You're going to be scarred for life. Tough. I think this is that it. We cannot, we can't help here. This is how we walk off into the distance. I'm not walking off to this. I think we'll end on that one. There's no advice here other than, she's a dirty pervert. She's not a dirty pervert. Well, she, I, I mean, you, Melissa, there were so many so many things where you would have stopped 
mainly just seeing the shoebox and you should not have touched your parents' property. If it's clearly under the bed tucked away and not labelled clearly like family memorabilia or something, don't touch it. What a weirdo. Obviously, you're our weirdo, but you're still a weirdo. That went in th three phases there. Yes. Right. First of all, why did you look in the shoebox? Second of all, why did you use the same dildo as your mother? Do you remember a few years ago when that guy was walked in on his housemate shagging the melon? Oh, and that we, looks like Beatrix Potter now. I know. We were like, oh, God, how awful, how ghastly. <laughs> Always remember, you can listen every Tuesday and Friday, and you can watch us on YouTube on Mondays and share us on your socials all week. Genuine, if, if you've got friends or family that have never listened to this podcast, just get them to listen to this episode. Just say, this is, this is what, now is the listen time. Listen to the last ever episode of Help Us Sex With My Boss. Now is the time. Word of mouth is the best form of advertising. You can send your tales of trepidation to helpatsexwithmyboss.com. You can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram at sex to my boss, or you can write to William, who in the fullness of time promises a hand with him playing one of our luxury greeting cards with executive self-seal envelopes. Just on the website, sexandmyboss.com. If we can still make it to Friday, it's the final episode before we head to Benidorm. That'll be on the weekend release. Thank you for listening. Should we have another drink? Yes, yeah, I think the whole should. bottle. Here we go. Goodbye. It's like Melissa. <laughs>It's me, Jamie Lang, and I've got a new podcast, uh, and this time there are no gimmicks. It's just great company. Because the thing is, I realise the reason I love podcasts so much is because they're a great way to connect with people. Hello, I'm Youngblood. Joe Brand. I'm Paloma Faith. Jay Blades. Elizabeth Day. Zara Larson. Casper Lee. And I'm Great Company. Great Company. Great Company. Great Company. Apparently. It's Great Company with me, Jamie Lang. Out now. Hello, Gene Divas. We're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help I Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema.